Hey, Supers. Welcome back to another Shark Tank Tank Tales interview. We have a guest here that had a story on her episode that just aired last week. Well, last week from when we recorded this, uh, that stood out to not only me, but to the super community down in the comments asking what, how, how did this, is this a thing? I've never heard of this in all the seasons. Uh, so I'm really excited to get to introduce the founder of Curie, super Sarah Moray. Woo. What is going on, Sarah? How are you doing today? Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I loved the title of your episode. I was hiking two hours ago. It is not I'm a story that we get to story. hear. Oh, that, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear the story. But before we get to that story, let's talk about your relationship with Shark Tank. Uh, were you a fan prior? Like, what? What's your relationship with Shark Tank? I was I was a big Shark Tank fan. I I wasn't like watching it on live on Friday nights kind of fan, but like it was a show that for the past ten years I've watched casually um, and seen tons of episodes. And I actually posted a, a blog post on our website curiebod.com um, about my experience uh, filming Shark Tank and being on Shark Tank. And one of the things that I talked about in the blog was the fact that my mom and I used to watch Shark Tank together. Like this was probably when I was in college. We started watching Shark Tank whenever I was home from college. It was just a show that we both loved, that and American Idol. And so we would watch Shark Tank together. And I vividly remember, because I was in our, a business program at Boston University, and I was doing really well, getting really good grades, like dean's list, like finally excelling in school. I was always kind of like, eh about school. Um, I like squeaked by, but didn't love it. And all of a sudden I was like super passionate about my business courses. And my mom was super proud of me and really excited. And I vividly remember this sitting on my couch at home with my mom watching Shark Tank. And she was like, that could be you one day. Like you could do that. You could go on Shark Tank one day. And I just remember like having this conversation with her about like, what would I start? Like I could start a company. I think I would actually be good at that. Like we had this whole conversation about it. So I joked on our blog that my mom like manifested Shark Tank like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, it, it has it absolutely shaped so many, uh, so, like such a generation of of kids to you know teenagers so many uh, people to, to learn watch. what they know about business like from shark tank it's wild it's like it really yeah, has if you pay attention. <laughs> yes <laughs> you know if you're there for more than just the interesting products there's so much to learn and that's one of the inspirations to do you know my channel and uh and and bring that that those lessons to people and break it down and and give uh, further because obviously you know you're recording in you know on the floor for an hour hour and a half 45 minutes and and they can you know they're boiling it down to like six to eight minutes maybe 10 tops and in that they have you know they can only give so much you know expansion upon the ideas in which they're they're talking about in the show so I, I uh, absolutely uh, agree. Like that, that is so awesome that there's so many people that that see it and see it for more than just uh, an entertaining show with with you know people and and multi multi millionaires and billionaire. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, it's cool. Uh, so, so when it comes to Shark Tank, did you apply to be on Shark Tank or did they reach out to you? They find you and, and reach out to you. So I applied. Um, I originally applied in 2020 to be on the show and I just applied online, like submitted an application on their website. Um, heard back pretty quickly, like went through, I, I can't remember. I think I went through one um, interview process, like submitted a video um, and didn't end up getting on the show. But they said, you know, we encourage you to apply again next year, try again. And so I did, applied again in 2021 and ended up getting on the show. Ding, ding. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I was so excited. So excited. All right. So once you, once you, it started to look like you were going to be on the show, um, to walk me through balancing, you know, building out your pitch, balancing your business and whatever else you had going on in your life at the time. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I joke that like preparing for a shark tank was like having a part-time job. Like it was a, a part-time job that doesn't pay you. <laughs> it was a lot of work. You, you, you have to look, I mean, you have to watch the show and just like appreciate how much preparation goes into each one of those pitches. Like you have to write the pitch. You have to memorize the pitch. You have to practice the pitch. You have to prepare for all the Q&A. I had like a list of a hundred different questions that um, the sharks might potentially ask me. And I wrote down all the answers. I practiced them. Um, as you saw on the show, like I knew my numbers, like, because I really, really prepared. I put a lot of time into preparing and making sure that my goal was like, I do I, the worst thing that could possibly happen is I go there in there and I don't have an answer to a question. Like, that was the worst case scenario to me. So I was really, really meticulous about knowing my numbers, having an answer to everything. But beyond just like the pitch and the Q&A, you also have the set. So this, again, you watch the show and like you don't really appreciate how beautiful these sets are. And they each company has a really unique set. And that's the entrepreneur that designs it. The entrepreneur is the one that's like sourcing all the, the materials, getting all the beautiful photos, getting every little detail of the set right. That in itself took like months of finding, especially during COVID with delays and all of that, finding that little like pedestal on my set was like a freaking three-week process. It's like it, all this stuff adds up. So it was a big investment, um, a big time investment for me. And it was over the course of like, I want to say six months um, that I was preparing for Shark Tank. Wow. Wow. And how, yeah. and how did you balance that? Like, were you working a job at the time or were you, you full-time at the time or what, what was going <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, it was. Well, so I've been full-time working on Curie since um, beginning of 2020. So that at least I didn't have to like, I know there's entrepreneurs that go on the show that are juggling full-time jobs while preparing for Shark Tank, which I give them huge props. But luckily I'm, I've been working on Curie full time for the last couple of years. And so I just, um, tried to delegate as much as I could to the rest of my team. We only have three people, so there's not that many people to delegate to, but, um, you know, I had, I got some help from our graphic designer on designing the set. I got some help from my sister preparing for questions. Um, my fiance helped a ton with like helping me write my, my pitch and all that. 
Um, so I tried to delegate as much as I could, but I also sell on QVC. Um, so I go on air on QVC, actually, like literally here, this is my living room, um, slash QVC set. Um, and so I go on QVC at the time I was going on about twice a month. And so that was also challenging, like juggling QVC, like ramping up um, and having the, the pressure and preparation required to go on air and then with QVC and then also trying to just make sure I was getting prepared as prepared as possible for Shark Tank. So it was a busy summer. Last summer was crazy and I, I, I just didn't do a lot of traveling or really anything besides, <laughs> besides Shark Tank. Oh, not not too many people did. Not too many people did. So you didn't you didn't miss out, uh, you know, as much as as you would have in say 2019 or or, or previous. But um, no, that is that is awesome that you were able to tap into so many different people. And I think that's a great reminder for people to utilize the resources that they do have access to, because um, mm -hmm. we might not have access to you know everybody that you know would be the you know the best person to ask, uh, but just utilize the resources that you do have. You know what I also did that I rec if anyone's watching this, that's going on shark tank or wants to go on shark tank in the future. The best thing I did was I watched a bunch of episodes and then pitches that I thought were really good. Like the entrepreneur was great. For example, Jiggy, um, the mm -hmm. Jiggy yeah. was on, I think one or two seasons ago, loved her pitch. I thought she was so polished and prepared. If I watched a pitch and I loved it, I would just reach out to the founder. Like I DM'd the Jiggy founder, Kaylin, on Instagram after watching her episode and was like, hey, I'm going on this show. I would love like 15 minutes to just pick your brain like and ask you a couple questions about it. And so far, like the community of like Shark Tank alumni has been so, so warm and welcoming. Everyone responded. Like anyone that I DM'd or emailed or LinkedIn messaged, responded and would hop on the phone with me and gave me some advice. Um, another one is Supply, the razor company that went on a couple years ago. Um, the founder, Patrick, has given me so much advice. So that was like one of the best things I did was like reached out to companies that have been on the show and got advice from them. That 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 is big. I mean, uh, you know, doing those, uh, <laughs> reaching out to people that even I love the bell. Know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, even those people that that you don't have connection to, uh, to be, you know, just potentially to get, you know, 10, 15 minutes yeah. and have it's you know, like, a, like it's like networking questions would be great. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. So okay, so let's so but. Before you got to go walk down the the hallway, uh, two hours. What? How how were you hiking two hours prior, and how did you effectively get there in time to you know for that that time slot? Like that's it was hiking. crazy. Like this is the craziest experience. Uh, uh, like the most high adrenaline experience of my life. So I, the story, the short story, the abridged version of the story is I was a standby company for this season. So being like a standby company is kind of like being an understudy in a play. Like if there's, if there's space, if there's time, you'll get the call and you'll get an opportunity to film. So I had to do all that preparation and I was a standby company. And so I just had to wait to get 
the phone call um, and hopefully get an opportunity to go on Shark Tank. And so that happened in, in um, September. I was on a hike, um, living my life, even though I was on standby. I was like, I'm just, you know, I'm going to continue doing my thing. I didn't go out, like, didn't go out of town or anything, but um, I continued the you know, I wasn't like sitting by my phone 24 seven. Um, so I went on a hike. I live in Santa Monica. I went to Griffith park, which is about 40 minutes, 35 to 40 minutes. It was about 30 minutes, but like 40 to 45 with traffic, um, LA traffic, of course. So went to Griffith park, went hiking. Um, and honestly, I had gone out the night before with some friends to this like Mexican restaurant with great margaritas. So I was also kind of hungover. I had had like, two margaritas the night before went hiking it was a super hot day we're like going up the mountain trudging up the mountain i'm you know a little bit hungover hadn't really hadn't showered was like covered in dirt from the hike i get to the top of the mountain top of griffith observatory look at my phone and i had missed calls from one of the shark tank producers and I was like, oh my God, like, I seriously just panicked for a second. I like knew what it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay. Like Sarah, pull it together, pull it together. Call, call her back. I called the producer back and they were like, can you be here in two hours? Like we've got, we've got a, a time slot for you. We've got an opportunity for you. Can you be here in two hours? And I was like, how about three? And she's like, no, like you have to be here. We have, you know, they have a, a time limit, a window. I guess. Yeah. A, a window. Yeah, a like window they have time. to be wrapped up yeah. and they were like, you have to be here in two hours or else, um, like you're out of luck. And so I said, yes. <laughs> and we, and my fiance, who is like a great planner, was like already Google mapping, like how long it would take to get back home. And he's like, okay, we can be home in 40 minutes. I'll drive in the fast, like in the fast lane, go as fast as we can. You can practice your pitch in the car on the way home. Then we also had to get all the set items. If you like, if you look at my set, there was like fresh flowers and fruit and stuff like that. So he's like, I'll go to Whole Foods, get all the stuff you need for your set and get you a coffee. You get ready at home. I'll pick you up and then I'll drop you off at the studio. And so I was like, great. And we did that. Um, I got home. I legitimately, I think I got ready in 20 minutes. Like I just curled my hair like crazy person. Um, he picked my fiance, picked me up, uh, got in the car. I did my makeup like in the passenger seat of a moving vehicle for Shark Tank, which is so hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but did, uh, got ready and got dropped at the gate, like right on time and was able to pitch so that is the backstory um i wish they had aired that full i told the full story but they didn't air the whole thing so a lot of people have been asking me questions they're like why were you on a hike if you knew you were going on shark tank and i'm like well i didn't know (laughs) i was on standby I mean, from what I've heard of other people sitting all day in the in the trailer, they you know, there's people that probably would like to go on a hike rather than sitting in the trailer all day waiting. It worked. When it worked. Gonna work out for them. Yeah, it worked out for the best. Like, even though it was crazy chaotic in the moment, you know, it took me 45 minutes to get home, and then I had 20 minutes to get ready, and then I'd hop in the car, and then get there, and then boom, I was like on like Shark Tank. Like, it was not. There was no waiting. Like, I That's- had. 
probably 15 minutes. You know, I had to take a COVID test, but like other than that, it was like, boom, you're ready to go. And it was the best possible scenario, I think, for me personally, because I did not have time to get nervous. Like I had, I was just like fight or flight adrenaline. I love that like chaos of like, you know, I've always been kind of like a procrastinator (laughs) in school. Like I would be the person that would like write a final paper the night before. Um, So it kind of worked out with like my personality where I was like, I, I'm going to rise to the occasion and like, I'm going to show up and like be there and be in the moment full of energy. And like, I think having the the process happen like that just took all the nerves away. And I walked in through those doors and I felt like superhuman. Like, honestly, it was, it was a very surreal experience. I was, a, it was an out of body experience where I really just felt like I could do anything. It was awesome. Uh, So I guess my question, the only thing that's run through my mind is, would it have been quicker to like get an Uber from, well, maybe because there's no Ubers up there from, from. No, I don't know if you've been to LA recently, but uh, in COVID times, it takes like 25 minutes or 20 minutes to get an Uber. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause like Griffith observatory is like, that's the observatory, right? Like that, the, the famous yeah. one that everybody, yeah. It's okay. where like Adele, Adele. Like, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, in yeah, her yeah, performance. Yeah. So it was, no, it was way better. My, my fiance's like drives fast. Like he was, he was a good fast driver. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I had took an Uber, I'd be like, hurry up, <laughs> forcing them to speed. <laughs> It'd be on amazing race before you're on, uh, on Star Trek. <laughs> I mean, you kind of test, you kind of technically were. So, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, and you know, to the, to speak to the um, the product, right? That you're going on Shark Tank with, you know, it's very on brand to. It was to not, so. You know. That is such a great point. It was so on brand that I was hiking because, like, our brand, our like motto or slogan or whatever is like, "We're for humans in motion." Like, where our products are in. Soul cycles nationwide. We're in like gyms, locker rooms. We do a lot of like fitness, um, you know, active lifestyle, like um, content. And a lot of our customers are super active. And so it was very on brand that I was hiking and was like, had to run down a mountain and like go straight to Shark Tank without showering. And then literally, we have a product for that. Like our spray, de- our spray deodorant is, we say, like, this is a great product for whenever you need a shower or a refresh and you don't have time to shower. And so I just like spritz, 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 used our spray deodorant, um, smelled great, smelled like orange neroli. And then the end of the episode, when Barbara like lifted my armpit, I was like, this is like priceless. This is so perfect that this happened the way it did. And that I happened to sell deodorant, like it couldn't have all like worked out better. So let, let's move. Let's, so you get onto the carpet. Um, let's talk about some of the things that took, you know, that transpired while there. Uh, you're, you're, you didn't, uh, who, was there a shark that you were looking to, to get a deal with out of the gate? Like before you came or before you came on the show, did you have somebody in mind? That you were um, like. yeah, I definitely wanted, uh, Lori. Um, I felt like Lori would be a great fit because she's like, 
she invests she's she just seems like such a like champion for female founders she like always invests and supports female founders and she also has like the ties and connections to qvc so it seems like a natural fit for me um but i've always loved barbara like i just think barbara is hysterical <laughs> and i've followed her on um we do our my brand has a, a like decent presence on TikTok. And so I follow Barbara because she has a amazing TikTok and her Instagram's great too. So I've followed her for a while and I, I love her. Um, so I, I wanted Lori, I wanted Barbara. And then Mark Cuban is like, to me, that was like, oh my God, if I got Mark Cuban, that would be like incredible. But I wasn't expecting it. Like I didn't think that Mark would be interested in like a mostly female, you know, deodorant brands like he just it didn't seem like something he would be interested in so I didn't even really think that it was possible that Mark would be interested um I thought going in I was like I would be happy with like Barbara or Lori yeah I mean I I, I mean I kind of felt like you were going to say uh Lori there especially with the QVC connection and and all yeah. that um so when when you you were, you went back and forth with Damon uh, who, I mean, effectively cut your, your valuation, you know, into, into a quarter of what, it, you know, you went in looking for. And I was like, uh-uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I think you came back with a, with a, I don't want to use the word generous, but I think you came back with a closer to earth, you know, um, uh, counter offer than like some people like, well, I'll give you 6%. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean know. that, and that was what I said on the show. I was like, I think I came back with a very fair counter offer. Cause like, I know there's a shark premium, like at the shark tank premium, I wasn't going to try to go to 5% or 6% or whatever. Um, so I came back with what I thought was pretty fair um, counter, but I think someone like, I think Mr. Wonderful was like, well, you know, there's a shark tank premium. And like I said on the show, I was like, I'm giving you a shark tank premium. Like this is a shark tank premium. Um, and people, people really liked that. I've gotten a lot of DMS and like messages of, I think people were, um, I think a lot of people took away from that exchange that like I stuck to, like I knew my worth and I like stuck to it. I was like, I know what my business is worth. I know what I'm worth um, as the entrepreneur, as the founder, as the face of the brand. And I'm not budging like on that. And I'm giving you an opportunity to invest. Like I'm not coming here begging for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely. I mean, uh, if, if Damon had come back at 15%, would you have budged to, to 15? Because I think, um, in my opinion, that's where, like, when you say 12, you really mean 15 because you want him to come down to 15. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and going back and yeah. forth like that. I, I didn't – I will say, like, Damon isn't the person that I was, like, going on the show thinking, oh, that's, like, someone I really want to get a deal with. Um, It's – I think I really respect Damon and, like, the brain he's built but I or with FUBU and everything, but I feel like – he's typically more in like the apparel business, similar to like Mr. Wonderful. Like I wouldn't have thought that Mr. Wonderful would be a great fit with my brand as well. Fit for behave bras, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I but I just was like, oh, I don't know. Like, and so I, 
I feel like in my head, I was like kind of thinking about, all right, what value could these people bring? Um, and I was willing to like flex up or down based on that. And so I don't, I actually don't know what I would have done if he came back with 15. Um, in the moment, I, I think now I'm like, I'm really glad it, things turned out the way they did. Cause I think we got, um, exactly what I wanted. So it turned out for the best. I don't know what would have happened though, if, if Damon would have offered me 15. And, and, you know, it's one of the few episodes or few pitches where this, ha- you know, something like that happened where people came back in and, and all, and, and teamed up. For, I know. Teamed up for a deal. It was crazy in the moment. So, um, when I'm, when you're on the, like whatever stage or on the carpet, they're pretty far away from you. Like, uh, like, I don't know. They're pretty far. I mean, it looks pretty far away. It's far. It's definitely further than they were in previous seasons. Yeah. It's, it's far. So you can't really hear them like whispering. So I was talking to Damon's and so I, and Damon was over here. So I was like looking at Damon, Damon and I was like laser focus. And then I think Mr. Wonderful kept pipe like interrupting and piping in. So I was like looking at the two of them. But then at some point, I like kind of saw out of the corner of my eye. But like, again, they're really spread apart too this way. So Barbara and Mark were like way over here out of my peripheral vision. But at some point, I I like glanced that way and saw that they were talking. So I obviously couldn't hear what they were saying. But like on the episode, you can hear they like show subtitles of like Mark and Barbara being like, I, like let's go in let's go in I couldn't hear that but I could see out of the corner of my eye them like leaning in and talking to each other so I was like okay th- maybe they're interested like maybe they're about to swoop in and so that's why I kept going even though like Mr. Wonderful at one point like interrupted me um and was like what like are you gonna make a deal or, or something and I just was like no like I'm gonna keep going on this like this like talking about my hustle about you know no one like I just was hiking two hours ago there's nothing I won't do to make this company successful like we're gonna win because like I won't quit and like going on and on and on about that because I could see out of the corner of my eye Mark and Barbara talking and so I was like I'm just gonna keep going and stretch this out until they pipe in um and that's exactly what happened they I was talking and then all of a sudden they were like I don't remember exactly what they said, but like, we have an offer for you or we have a deal. And so uh, it was just funny in the moment. Like I had, I couldn't hear anything. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew there was like something going on over there. So I just was like, keep going, keep going, like, keep this alive, keep it alive. And uh, it worked out. <laughs> it And that it did. <laughs> it And it doesn't always, you know, work out that way uh, when, when things like that potentially could happen. Um, yeah, I was afraid. I mean, it could have backfired and they could have been like, Sarah, like you're you're overselling and like taking the deal away or something like that. So I definitely like was taking a risk by just ste- basically steamrolling all the interruptions that I was getting and like kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, but it worked um, in my favor, I think. It, it, it absolutely, it absolutely did. So once you got off uh offset and you 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 got to you know go back to your house and get it probably i presumably probably take a shower and i did and take I a shower sleep. did you go to sleep did you take a nap afterwards or 
So what happens, so you get off, you go back to your trailer, you can like get changed. And then um, I hadn't driven, so I had to like wait to get picked up. And then um, I got home and it was probably at that point, like 8.30 at night um, by the time I got home. And I was just so wired. Like I was crazy. Like it was like I was... Could, I could probably could have stayed up all night, like easily. I was so wired. Um, so I was like calling, like FaceTiming my family. They didn't, because they no one knew I was filming. So I I got off the show and like got to call my family and be like, hey guys, I filmed Shark Tank today. And also like, you know, this is what happened. And so um, that was really fun because everyone was like, what? Like shocked. Um, and so I like spent an hour or two like calling my, my family and stuff and then ate, took a shower, um, and had a very hard time falling asleep. I think I ended up going to bed at like two that night. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was just I like, I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. I like down off of it. I couldn't believe it. Like I really, I, I know I came off as very confident in the episode, but like, I didn't, I, going in, I didn't really think we'd get a deal. Like I thought, you know, oh, I, ho- I hoped we would, but I wasn't like 100% confident. I wasn't expecting it. And so, because, you know, like we've raised money before. I was going in at a pretty high valuation. It's a competitive space. Like I was realistic with what their pushback might be and was like, you know, there's a chance that we go on and we don't get a deal, but either way, it's going to be a great experience, like life experience that I can share, even if we get ripped apart. Um, and so going in with that attitude, like I was like beside myself coming off the set. I, I could not believe that like, not only did I get a deal, but it was like, went really well. Like no one tore me apart. Um, they were really respectful, really nice to me. And I got a deal with like two of my dream sharks. So I was like, I think I went back to my trailer and you can see this at the end of the episode. Like I was like, like, I think I said like, it's so lonely being an entrepreneur. Like I was so, so emotional for that. Like hour after I was just like crying, like hugging, like thanking everybody, um, thanking the producers for the opportunity. Like I was just so beside myself. I couldn't believe that had happened. It was, it was yeah, crazy. That, I, <laughs> it was it an is. emotional I mean, day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, hey, you know, I would say it makes for a great story afterwards, regardless of how yes. it would have happened. You know, the the unforeseen circumstances is always a, a bonus to the story. Yeah. I think I was like <laughs> thanking the camera guy with like tears in my eyes. Like, thank you for being here. I was, I was very <laughs> emotional and very grateful. <laughs> And you and I, you know, of note, you before we record, you did mention that they, everybody was so nice and accommodating the staff and everybody. Yes. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know that you're. I don't recall if you're the first one to say that. Not that, not that people hadn't mentioned that in the past, like in passing. But you specifically were like, I, I need to make this said. I loved uh, the staff, the Shark Tank, like producers, assistants, like everybody that I interacted with was so nice and warm and friendly. It like, I know this is like kind of cheesy cliche, but like it felt kind of like a little family. 
Um, Cause you work with them for a long time, like many months getting prepared. And so it was really fun to like come out of the shark tank and like get to celebrate with these people who had like been part of the journey. Um, and they were all so happy for me. And they're so like, everyone that works on the show was just really awesome. And that was like definitely a big takeaway um, that really stood out for me. Like even the assistants that were helping, you know, get our set ready were just so, you know, congratulating me and thinking like it was, it was a really good experience. I had a great experience overall. I, did, I just didn't, ex- I think it's just because I didn't expect that. I think with TV, you're like, oh, it's TV. It's probably like cutthroat Hollywood, but they're, they were wonderful. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I could see that, you know, people doing, you know, doing things that they're just like, eh, you know, it's, they're just going through the motions at this, especially if they've been there for a number of seasons or, or all the seasons yeah. or most of the seasons at that point. Like, Or like they know they the have a hit and they know they have like a hit show. So I was like, oh, they're probably, I just expected that they'd probably be like kind of <laughs> cutthroat and like, all right, next one, next one. But they were really great and they... So it was really fun to like celebrate with them after. Uh, that's awesome. Well, I, you know, it's good. It's good to see that they, that, uh, they have humanity even, you know, after like even seeing it so often, um, you know, the highs and the lows that, that are coming out of the tank. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I mean, I give them high praise every time I do one of these interviews and, and most of the videos, you know, talking about the editing, uh, that skills that they put it's together uh, between them and the producers to to like it's make crazy. the show happen the way it, it, I, you know, shown. I can't believe they took, I was in there for an hour and they took a full hour of content. I think my segment was 10 minutes. Like they took 60 minutes and turned it into 10 minutes and it flowed perfectly. It was totally representative of like what it was actually like. Like they didn't, it was it was really really well done so i'm really impressed too with how their production team can do that with like so many different pitches and they're just they do a really good job i mean it's incredible i i mean i always say like the best way to do it is to start with the uh the end and then work backwards for, for what's important because like there's I, a lot oh, of people yeah. like on on this show have said like oh you know mark was standing up and like giving the big claps and everything but then that never made the end and it's like well because mark had, wasn't the person you did deal with at the end so oh, things yeah. gotta get cut you know like it, they that's can't, so true it also makes it more confusing to the person staying out you know watching at home like when there's only eight minutes and it's like you know, Mark's cheering, but then like doesn't invest unless that's part of the storyline at the end because there's an interaction yeah. for them to like play off to build the story yeah. back at the beginning, you know? It's funny because people, viewers at home, I don't think a lot of them don't realize how long you're in, you actually film. Um, Because we've had, I've gotten like a million DMs and emails and stuff from from Shark Tank fans, like asking me questions. Um, and I've gotten from a couple people like, hey, I thought it was weird that you didn't talk about X, Y, Z. Like, and I thought it was weird you didn't talk about, um, you know, antiperspirant more. I thought it was weird you didn't talk about, you know, why the product's more effective, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> it just didn't there. <laughs> so I think a lot of people at home don't realize there's a lot that happens that's discussed that doesn't make it to air. And I think you're right. A lot of it has to do with like 
the, they, they only have 10 minutes. So they know that I, at the end, that I make a deal with Barbara and Mark. So they're going to prioritize Barbara and Mark versus maybe some of the other comments that Lori made or Mr. Wonderful made. Yeah. Mr. Wonderful yeah, actually absolutely. had some like really good jokes that didn't make it in. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but hey, that's the, that's the power of being the ed a great editor to make those yeah. have to make those tough decisions. I mean, I would love the, I would... to see the uncut videos. You know, if I could get a hold of a handful of those and, and bring them here on the channel. That. They should I, release I them. That would be it so probably, cool. I bet you more often than not, it's probably mostly boring. Like, yeah. Like, it, like it sounds cool. Like, it, you're in it, and if it's yours, then that's one thing. If it's your family watching you, it's one thing. Yeah, but, a full but hour like, is at a certain lot. point. Yeah, it, it, it is like, uh, you know, it, it's tough. Plus, the fact that they're like yelling over each other apparently quite yeah, often. In there. They it's are. Yeah. Very confusing. It was cra it's crazy. Once they start the QA, it's like, again, they're really spread out. So you're like, <laughs> and they're just like question, 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 interrupting, and you're like, okay, hold on. Da, 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 da. Um, but that was a piece of advice that, um, again, talking to people who had been on the show before prepared me for that. They're like, they're gonna be peppering you with questions. Like, you just have to command the room, like control it. Like, don't let them swallow you up. You have to be in control. You're the boss. And so I was prepared. I'm glad that I, I got that advice because it was like rapid fire questions. <laughs> so uh, was there um, was there any other uh, thoughts or la like uh, advice you'd like to leave with the super entrepreneurs with before we wrap up here? Um. Thoughts or advice? So, are people are most people watching this show entrepreneurs? Uh, I would say it's it's like a sixty forty split. Yeah, okay. sixty percent yes, and then forty percent are not. Uh, you know, entrepreneurs. From this experience, and I think just in being an entrepreneur in general, is like timing's everything. Like. I got a no from Shark Tank. Like I was really disappointed when I didn't get on the show in 2020. And then like, I kind of got, I got on the show this year, but like I was a standby. So I potentially wasn't going to be on the show. Um, and so it's been like a good lesson in just like surrendering and being like, timing is everything and things work out exactly how they should. You don't need to like stress. And there's so many examples of that. Like, in my business, like most of the great things that have happened in my business have started with a no. Like I emailed Nordstrom four times and got four no's. And then on the fifth try, like got a yes. And now we're in Nordstrom. I tried to get on QVC. They said no. And then now I'm on QVC. Um, every Shark Tank, like got a no. And now I just got on Shark Tank. And so a lot of being an entrepreneur is getting rejected over and over and over and over again. And I used to be really bad at that, like bad at the rejection. I would take it to heart. It would ruin my day. I would be really upset. Um, I'd be like, oh, am I doing the wrong thing? Like, should I quit? Like, is this a bad idea? Um, Nordstrom doesn't want me. Like, does that mean we're doomed? Like, I'd read too much into it. Um, and this experience and just in general, the experience of running my business over the last couple of years is like, just 
don't take no's as like a no forever. Like there's always going to be another opportunity down the line and like timing really is everything. Sometimes the timing isn't right. Just keep your head down. Don't get discouraged by those no's and the letdowns because I really think things like especially especially the big things for us have just happened at the right time and I wish that I hadn't like stressed as much as I had in hindsight. Uh, I, I, I love that. You know, yeah, the, the no's are just today. And especially when you're dealing yeah. with big companies, like the, it might not even be the same person to, literally tomorrow. That's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's so true. Like there's, there's so much that can change in a business. Like QVC, just as another example, like when I first tried to get on QVC, like they weren't really doing a lot of like clean products. Weren't really, a, wasn't really a big category yet. And then I followed up a year later and it was a big category and they were like, great, like glad you came back. So it's, it's really just like a no doesn't mean you're, I think a lot of people like their, their ego gets bruised and they're like, Oh, like they said no to me, but it's like in my head now, if I get rejected, I'm like, all right, I'll be back. (laughs) Maybe you'll change your mind later. (laughs) So you just gotta have that like resiliency, I think. Uh, no, absolutely. Yeah, you got to be able to bounce bounce off those those uh, rejections because they come into, at you know that's part of the price that we pay yeah. uh, for yeah. having our own businesses. Yeah, you got to get that tough skin sooner or later. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you had said in your email that you you actually had watched my channel prior to yeah. going on Shark Tank, which was uh, the uh, first to my knowledge uh, that somebody has watched the show prior to going on the show i you guys i i told you i did my research like i prepared like crazy i prepared like an athlete going to the olympics like i was a crazy person in my preparation for shark tank i watched episodes i reached out to former entrepreneurs that had been on the show i um made like lists and lists and lists of questions practiced and then I, um, there's a shark tank subreddit that I joined and was like, kind of like asking questions. Like I didn't tell people I was going on the show, but I would like pipe in and be like, what is your favorite thing that like an entrepreneur or like, what do you think of? And I would ask people questions. Um, and then also read people's commentary. Um, and then I watched your, I would watch, uh, I think I watched a couple of your videos. So oh, that, that's all I did everything awesome. like any content that was out there about Shark Tank. Like I was reading it or watching it or consuming it as, as you as you should. Right. I mean, people re, um, that had said, have said in the past that they've read all the biographies of all the sharks and like all the like to know every like little last detail hidden gem of information <laughs> yeah. that they possibly can to help you know game their opportunity that's actually the one thing i didn't do but i probably oh. should have <laughs> the ding, ding, ding. All right, well, that's like a very actually... obvious thing that i'm like oh i actually didn't do that but it's okay <laughs> i've watched Not the show a... before i know i know the basics <laughs> Sarah, before we wrap up here, how could everybody uh, get either get in touch with you or get Curie for themselves? So the Shark Tank response has been crazy. Um, so we, I thought we had more than enough inventory, um, and 
we've sold out. So we Ooh. are currently, I know, ring that bell. <laughs> we sold out. We're on pre-order right now. Um, so we'll be in stock back next month. But um, so people can find us on curiebot.com, but um, they might have to wait to get their products if you want to buy it. Um, we, you can find, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, social media at curiebod, C-U-R-I-E-B-O-D. Um, and yeah, that's how you can get in touch with us. Awesome. And you absolutely should. Sarah, thank you again so much for taking the time to come on the show today. I thank really you. appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. I appreciate you watching all the way to the end here. We'll see you. If you haven't watched Sarah's pitch yet, watch up here. If not, we'll see you down below. Take care and go be super.